Father, we come to you and we humble ourselves before you, praying, O oh Lord, that you would help us to pray today, that you would hide your word in our hearts today, that you may inflame our, our words, inflame our hearts to seek your face and to serve you, Lord. And please um, help us, Lord, in, in speaking and listening in Jesus' name. Pray. Amen. Okay, so let, let us... Open the word of God today to Exodus 3. We will be reading quite a bit. So Exodus 3, uh, read of the 3 and then uh, 4 as well. And um, today I want to speak against uh, three lies of Satan. And I can't tell you how many times I have tripped and fallen on my face with this triple lie of Satan who cunningly uses selfishness and self-pity to stop God's people. And these three lies are, I am alone, I am different, and it, would, it will always be this way, or it will always be like this. I am alone, I am different, and it will always be like this. But let's first of all read the word of God in Exodus 3. We'll go verses 1 through 7 first. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked and behold, the bush burned with fire and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will, not turn aside. I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. And when the Lord uh, saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him, uh, God called out unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh hither, put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters. For I know their sorrows. And now let's go down to verse 12. And he said, God, certainly I will be with thee. And this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain. Now let's go to, ver uh, to chapter 4 starting at uh, verse 10. Uh, Moses began to put up some excuses and problems that, that are with this plan that God is setting out. And Moses said unto the Lord, O oh my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither heard for, nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servants, but I am a slow speech and of a slow tongue. And the Lord said unto him, who hath made man's mouth, or who maketh the dumb, or deaf, or the seeing, or the blind? 
Have I not the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth, and teach thee what thou shalt say. And he said, O oh my Lord, send, I pray thee, by the hand of him whom thou wilt send. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, Is not Aaron the Levite thy brother? I know that he can speak well, and also behold, he cometh forth to meet thee. And when he seeth thee, he will be glad in his heart, and thou shalt speak unto him and put words in his mouth, and I will be thy mouth, and with his mouth, and will teach you what ye shall do. And he shall be thy spokesman, spokesman unto the people, and he shall be, even he shall be to thee instead of a mouth, and thou shalt be to him instead of God. And thou shalt take the hand wherewith thou shalt do some. It is very interesting that if you ask Moses, so how did you went and how was this deliverance of the people of Egypt accomplished? Did you have an army? No. What did you have? A rod. That's all he had. And because all that Moses had was God. And this passage is very helpful to strike through this threefold by I am alone, I am different, and it will always be like this. See, it could be that you are struggling because you're focused on yourself in this threefold way and you are forgetting what God is like, what he has promised, and what he has called you to do. And so the first lie, I am alone, is this feeling of desolation and isolation from everyone else it just turns the focus on self to not see others around and it's like moses maybe fell this way many times he grew up in pharaoh's house he fled to the desert from those that were chasing him and he was alone in the desert and then he was called to be a leader of a stubborn people but god had promised him in chapter 3, verse 12, certainly I will be with thee. How many times perhaps Moses looked back at that time in front of that bush and remembered those words, certainly I will be with thee. Christ, he told us the same thing in the New Testament. I am with you always. I will never leave you nor forsake you. So as we pray for revival, Let us know that we are not alone. And the reason we are all brought to this united prayer together is because God steered each one of us to this task. So, Lord, if you called me to this, I am not alone because you said, certainly I will be with thee. God thought through every single thing in what he has called us to do. So every time I am alone comes up, speak the word of God against it. But secondly, the second lie is I am different. It builds up on the first lie. I am different is I am unique. My struggle is unique. My burden is unique. Yes, others have experienced something like this, but mine, no one understands this. This is a new one. This one has a special set of circumstances that just make it unique and no one has thought this through this could only happen to me 
almost. But no, that's not true. And uh, I want you to look at this verse. So 1 Peter 5 verse 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom, whom resist steadfast in the faith. So now for a moment, think, Satan, the roaring lion, okay, the father of lies, is trying to tell lies, and we're being told what to do. Whom resist steadfast in the faith? And I will say quick that in Hebrews 11, there are seven verses dedicated to show the key role that faith played in Moses' life. But then look what it says. Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. So the way to resist Satan's lies is that by faith, we know that the same afflictions are accomplished in our brothers that are in the world, be it persecution, be it whatever, but it will be contrary to the word of God to say that my affliction is unique and exclusive and is not being accomplished anywhere else in anybody. What happens is that we raise above everyone else in our self-pity. And of course, Satan, the roaring lion, is there to tell us, see, you're just unique. You can't do this. You're just above everyone else in struggle level. It's not true. And see, look at what Moses said. He said, Lord, you know I am not eloquent, but I am a slow of speech and of a slow tongue. Maybe Moses didn't realize this, but what he was actually saying was, Lord, this plan is, you may not know, I can't do this. In other words, he's saying he won't go because maybe the Lord didn't think it through when he had to call him to do something like that. And the Lord patiently deals with him and teaches him who has made man's mouth. How I not the Lord? So the one sending you and offering you help is the very one who made the tongue. And then later the Lord even gets angry. Sometimes the Lord even would kindle, rekindle his indignation when we insist to put up the barrier of our infirmities and disadvantages and limitations into what he has called us to do when he has the power to make it happen. So when we pray for revival, um, we can begin to put our barriers and say things like, you know, it's just not 1857 anymore. We're not in New York. We're not Jonathan Edwards, not around. We are in 2022 and it's just hopeless. Well, not true. It may seem different, unique, but there's nothing new under the sun. Our times are not different from the corruption that came before. And our God has not changed. So let's not insist on things like that, but continually declare God has not changed. The same God of the burning bush who delivered his people will deliver today as well. And that is why the third lie is also unmasked as not true. The third lie is it will always be like this, or I will always be like this. I can't change. Things can't change. I'm just a slave. Maybe people in Egypt said that as well. You know, 400 years 
of slavery. But Moses had a token in the same verse 12 and 3. He said, certainly I will be with thee and then, and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain. In other words, God himself said, it won't always be like this. You will come out of Egypt and you will serve me upon this mountain. And so it doesn't matter what it is. Backsliding, depression, marriage problems, same-sex attraction, ministry stock, family problems, unconverted soul. It all will end because the Bible says that now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations. That the trial of your faith, notice again, faith has a key role in, in Moses' life, being much more precious than the, of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. So it all has a purpose. Every minute of struggle has a purpose. And the word says that he will make us glad according to the years he has afflicted us. So this hope-killing lie needs to be cast down by the word of God. And in terms of revival, you need to take these promises and mark the words of God. And it's, we need to exhort one another daily because every true prayer we have lifted up, up with confidence on, uh, to the Lord will receive a hundredfold and the Lord uh, will see that we get uh, to see it somehow, somewhere, but it shall come to pass. Let us open our mouths to pray with faith today for revival, knowing that we are not alone, knowing that uh, we are no difference, and that it, it won't always be this way. And if it helps, uh, put a parenthetical knot to each one of these three lives. I am, parenthesis, not alone. I am, parenthesis, not different. I will, or it will not, parenthesis, be always like this. Uh, amen.